You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know every Tuesday and Friday morning. on Friday, September 17th, and that's right, that is a ton of snow on the top of the mountains this morning. Local legend Ace McKay-Smith was first to share an image of it this morning. Uh, For one thing, she was up early, but obviously very excited to ski, and I hear we're going to have way more snow throughout the day today and tomorrow up there as well, and yeah, I know it's early. It will very likely melt. It might not be the base that we want right now. But you know what? Oh, I'm into it. Let's get excited. Although it's probably definitely put a dampener on your ascent trail plans for the weekend if you were going to utilize Blackcomb Lift being open for sightseeing for its last weekend this weekend. But hey, I'll just take some uh, yak tracks or snowshoes or Gore-Tex footwear. <laughs> but pretty cool up there right now. Just minus two at the peak around that on 7th Heaven. But last night around midnight just after it was getting the max wind wind speed oh yeah like 90 k's an hour out on 7th heaven a full winter storm had some uh, whistle black chrome employees in for dinner at the delicious nagomi sushi a couple nights ago and I, i mentioned that oh yeah the uh the thermometer out at harmony's on the blink it's been reading minus 50 for a week it's not right now it's telling us it's minus Uh, 0.8 degrees right now. But yeah, you can see uh, from the village a a lower cloud bank. You can actually see up partway almost to the rendezvous and roundhouse. But if you look at the webcams, oh yeah, it's uh, the most snow we've had, of course, for the year yet. It's, yeah, pretty exciting. We're going to have way more as well come our way. What with, in fact, a rainfall warning in effect for Whistler, the house sound. As of today, looking for 50 to 80 mils expected yeah with higher amounts in the house sound and north shore mountains too so that's right through to this evening and more rain expected tomorrow and at higher elevations it'll be yeah snow crazy current temperatures i've told you those they're looking for a high of three degrees in the alpine today very similar temperatures over the thing, but uh, I can't tell you the snow depth. Don't <laughs> no one's at Pig Alley measuring the new base. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah. Uh, are you getting excited? You must be. Uh, everybody is. You've got your pass, right? Are you a skier? Are you a snowboarder? Either way, yeah, I think everybody who is is going to be very pumped to see that preclude to winter, or prelude, I should say, this morning. But that does mean I need to remind you, probably, that winter tires or mud and snow tires must be used as of October 1st. So if you need to get your tires changed, now is the time to get booking that if you haven't already, because, yeah, it'll create up real quick. It's September 17th, October 1st. You legally, no matter how you feel about it, have to have, apparently there's a discussion going on online about it and it's a money grab apparently, but you need mud and snow or winter tires to be safe. Otherwise, yeah, how many times have we seen terrible accidents on the sea to sky from people who don't have adequate tires and tread on their vehicle in conditions, you know? So October 1st, yeah, don't get sprung with a fine and make sure you get your tire changed booked soon. Um, speaking of the roads, pretty wet out there for sure. But actually on Drive BC this morning, notifications wise, it's actually pretty quiet. It's the, the least amount of road, road work notifications I've seen on there. They've even actually 
removed about the construction work between Nicholas North and uh, Emerald. So that should be uh, officially wrapped up now, which is fantastic. But there is still bridge maintenance ongoing on the Cedar Sky. I mentioned it the other day. In between Daisy Lake and Alice Lake, that bridge maintenance means there is some counterflow traffic in effect and the speed limit is 60 kilometers an hour. That's 24 hours a day right through. Expect that until October 1st. So allocate some more time for your drive before you head on at through that section of the Cedar Sky. Did I miss anything about roads? Oh, yeah, here we are. There's actually uh, some uh, a notification here from uh, the municipality about Archibald Way being closed tomorrow. I know if you've tried to get through at Alta Vista, <laughs> you rookie, <laughs> via the Blueberry intersection recently, you're going to have a lot of trouble. You need to be, absolutely need to be local traffic. And Archibald Way will be closed tomorrow as they're, yeah, they're doing major construction there. And the Valley Trail does will remain open, has been uh, throughout, but yeah not for cars you'll have to go the other way around and make some other plans uh, if you live there uh, I hope that the construction is open so, uh, over soon for you because yeah it's been all summer that that's given you delays um yes yeah, so that's roads lovely did you know that Walker have that AGM coming up they do. It's going to be on Thursday, the 30th of September at 7 p.m. at the Cinnamon Bear and Grill. And you do need to be uh, pre-registered to attend the AGM. And there are lots of, well, a board of directors election. So there are several new nominees up uh, for for election there. You can see more about the candidates online. I didn't realize that Omer Degan, you were uh, vice president. That's amazing. Yeah, cool. So more information about that online from Walker. The the uh, grizzly bear assessment that happened recently in the Sprout Network means that lots of the trails, uh, let's see what I did there, lots of the trails, uh, Lord of the Squirrels included, lots of the trails on the Sprout Alpine Network are still closed. That includes the Rainbow Lake Trail, but I don't think you're going to be hiking in this weather. <laughs> to be honest, it is going to be slick. Although uh, some reports yesterday, I mean yesterday was a beautiful, beautiful fall day and a lot of people were utilizing that. See, saw some amazing imagery online, including from listener Jocelyn Liu. She was out on in the bike park yesterday. All those autumnal colors look amazing. And I'm glad you all made the most of it because, yeah, it's going to be a very wet weekend. But what else was, well, lots of trails considered ideal on the report from yesterday. Today's rain is going to change that. So pretty futile. I'm not going to give you the trail report. I'm going to remind you, though, that the Whistler Farmer's Market is on this Sunday. That's right through until Thanksgiving on October 11th, but also happening this weekend. In fact, on Sunday too, there's going to be a meeting between 7 and 8.30 p.m. at the Florence Peterson Park from the Barbed Choir, Whistler's Rock Choir. So if you're, uh, yeah, want more information on that, they've got a drop-in, no registration or experience necessary. That's going down at this Sunday at Florence Peterson Park. That's at 7 p.m. Some other things happening at the library too, including into uh, journaling. Jump into journaling if you want to get involved in that. If you're a beginner, uh, that's happening at the library at 3.30 this Sunday, including something coming up actually worth a mention. You never know for uh, other members of our community. Uh, that's an actually a menopause and physical health uh, session, uh, a talk between 7 and 8 p.m. on Tuesday with Dana Elliott. It's something as women, you know, we're all going experience. So if you're getting to that point in your life, maybe worth checking in on that with Dana Elliott, that's menopause and physical health. 
as always, the library do providing amazing and very much useful uh, resources for all of our people in our community. So that's amazing to see. Somebody shared on a Whistler Summer that uh, Fireball Whiskey is releasing a keg. Well, that's probably quite good to know for a lot of people on their skiing antics in the winter. <laughs> what else to let you know? Um, lots actually to let you know. So let me uh, start over here. How about the fact that the Whistler Chamber of Commerce Excellence Awards happened last night? In fact, Dr. Karen Kowski was named Citizen of the Year. Congratulations, Dr. Karen Kowski, for all that you do in our community and for the Whistler Medical Clinic, who has been so, so strained for the past 18 months. They got the Service Excellence Award for Small Business of the Year as well. An incredibly great team who have undergone so much stress over the past 18 months. So, and it, it's ongoing, you know, the, the amount of people you see there, be it multiple trauma injuries during the, you know, the summer with Bike Park or the winter or with COVID. I mean, that's, oh yeah, of course goes without saying. And of course, with the BC shortage of paramedics and all those problems happening with that very under-resourced, uh, crucial uh, service, then, yeah, thanks for everything that you do there. There's been some awesome, with some fantastic nominees as well, some other great winners, including, uh, well, uh, let's see, Dave Petko winning Whistler Champion of Arts and Culture uh, with a great little speech there. He said that even when he was three years old and he painted his neighbor's calf half yellow, his mom and dad were supportive. I guess they saw the artist in me, he said. <laughs> Love that. But uh, of course, Sustainability in Action Business Award went to Whistler Community Service Society, who do fantastic work. All the programming that they put together is absolutely amazing and so used, has been very much leaned on uh, during the pandemic here in Whistler. So thanks to everybody uh, that, yeah, uh, who continues to contribute to our community in such an amazing way. And oh, Whistler Creekside Market actually got an award for Business Person of the Year. Remember that amazing uh, incentive they did, that prizing network where they had tons of prizes to just give away to people in the community that was a phenomenal incentive they did off their own back. So congratulations, Jerry and Santa Marsh, for being rad humans. Mm, absolutely. Um, what else have I seen on here that I definitely need to let you know about? Well, hello. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, also exciting trail news from Walker. They mentioned last week that their far out flashback project, they've actually Howard, uh, hired Howler Contracting to construct the far out traverse section. So they're in week two of that, which is super, super great. Uh, but a notification here from friend Amber Turnow after a release on the 15th of September, a media release about the fact that House Sound has now been designated a UNESCO biosphere region, so a centerpiece for conservation and sustainable development. Very interesting to see that this has come through on September 15th, of course, with the ongoing development that's happening at the spit. So great to see that UNESCO, there's a lot happening around here, so make sure you have a look at the media release that's available online at House Sound BRI.org. More information about that on the website, along with the fact that uh, what else was happening here? So many advisories. Did you know that Mountain Life magazine now have a podcast up? Yeah, it's called Live It Up with Mountain Life, and Feedbanks is going to be hosting it. So you know it's going to be hilarious and well put together, but it's going to be a podcast with in depth conversations about, you know, adventuring and life in the witness, just a 
re- a really awesome collection of conversations around, you know, the lifestyle we love. So definitely a podcast you want to check out. That's called Live It Up from Mountain Life Magazine. That's super exciting. But another inf- bit of information you need if you are a Canadian citizen, which... Ding, ding. I'm going to be able to vote for the first time and uh, voting day, if you haven't advanced voted already, is going to be Monday and listener Isla Fisher has got in touch with more information about that including what you're going to need. Well, there are going to be two voting locations in Whistler, so you should have a voter card delivered to your address. But if you've moved or that hasn't been the case, there are two uh, voting locations this year. So the Whistler Conference Centre or the Whistler Athlete Centre in Chequemus. So, you know, if you have a voter card... Oh, pardon me. If you have a voter card, make sure you utilize it so you go to the correct polling station. If you don't have a voter card, no problem. You uh, can still vote, obviously, if you're over 18, a Canadian citizen, and your home address is in Canada. So you'll need, of course, some valid ID, and that could be a driver's license, a credit card, valid ID. So more information about what ID you might need is online as well. And yeah, uh, that's all you really need to know. So Monday, last day to vote, and that's between, uh, let me remember the hours, was it you said Isla yes 7 a.m and 7 p.m the polls are open on Monday wow uh other than that some other things I definitely wanted to mention before I give you the episode of the local lounge that's right back after a bit of a hiatus through the summer but first before things first I want to give you some throwback facts from the one and only stinkies on the stroll which yeah with football season well underway is uh yeah uh is very much buzzing with sport right now and the Jays too oh my gosh after they killed it on the weekend getting the most runs in a four uh, inning span in oh, since like other oh, 20s or something it was amazing well as uh, some throwback facts we hear from how about this day September 17th in 1916 World War One flying ace the Red Baron of uh, the German Luftstreitkrafter won his first aerial combat near Cambrai in France really fascinating history about that pilot actually he's said to have been accredited with 80 combat air kills and this is in 1916 the airplane had been invented just oh, how many years prior to was it uh, in 1909 wow uh, so fascinating history about the Red Baron there but uh, in uh, in music, well, in TV, MASH was adapted to the TV show, which I didn't realize until recently. The final episode was the most watched episode in TV history. Yeah, I can't remember how many million, but that uh, was, yeah, transfer, sorry, adapted from a movie on this day. It uh, went live in 1972. Uh, another fact for you here, though, from music. How about this day in 1964? All right. Uh, this is from the Beatles. They played a gig in, oh, where was it? Kansas City. And they were paid $150,000 for the show, which at the time was more than any other act had ever been paid for a live show. Tickets cost $4.50. But come on. I mean, this was 1964. But skip ahead a few years to 1976. The Sex Pistols played a gig for the inmates at Chelmsford Prison. This is in Essex, bruv, in England. Yeah, bruv, in it. And to think I thought Johnny Cash was, or uh, Metallica, were some of the only bands to have played in uh, prisons. But no, the Sex Pistols too. But in 1978, get this, because you've, you've seen the video for Bicycle Race from Queen, right? Well, it was filmed in Wimbledon Stadium on this day in 1978, featuring 65 naked female models uh, around the stadium. Well, apparently the bikes were hired 
at that many bikes. And the rental company was apparently reported to have requested payment for all the saddles when they uh, find out they'd been set on. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, a fact hit for you here from 2019. This is so sad. It's so ridiculous. Apparently Nick Carter, that's, you know, from the Backstreet Boys, Paris Hilton's old beau, whatever. He filed a restraining order against his brother. You know, the younger one? Oh, yeah. And this all went down on Twitter. Can you imagine uh, filing a restraining order on your sibling? I can't. Love my sister Amy to bits. Uh, yeah, crazy. Not to bits, you know, it seems uh, homicidal, but no, definitely not. So um, I'm going to wrap up here with, well, a little joke before I do an intro to our uh, local lounge for today. Because you see, last night I had a dream. I weighed less than a thousandth of a gram. I was like, OMG. I'll leave that sit with you. Well, I better do a few birthday shout outs, hadn't I? That's right. We've got a few special birthdays coming up today. In fact, happy birthday, Shem Parker. I uh, hope you have a fantastic day, including Haley Smith. Wonderful, wonderful lady, Haley Smith. Happy birthday. I hope you, AD and Manny, have a phenomenal day in the rain. Along with Bruce McMillan, it's his birthday today. Uh, we've got a few more on the way as well, including Narissa Leslie's, Alana Zinnerman, Zimmerman's, Daisy Ng, their birthday. Birthdays are tomorrow. We've got Dylan Runner's birthday coming up in a couple of days as well. Mike Gamble and Tasha Burns on September 19th as well. And, oh, Wiseman, James Wiseman. His birthday is coming up on September 20th, same day as Steve Hackenberg. But I'll give you guys a shout out come Tuesday in that episode of the podcast. But happy birthday to everybody. I hope you uh, have a phenomenal day. So today we have a very, very special guest on the local lounge, the wonderful Sam Mara. Now, Sam Mara is a support worker. Uh, I could give you a whole title. She's the homeless prevention and specialized resource worker at House Sound Women's Center. She's a phenomenal lady doing wonderful work in our community. Now, the House Sound Women's Centre is often thought of as down in House Sound in Squamish, and that is where its main office is, but they have an office here in Whistler. That's at Spring Creek, and our conversation today chats about their new program, Traverse 24-7 along with all the other resources that the House Sound Women's Centre here in Whistler and down in Squamish, as well as reaching out to Pemberton, Mount Curry as well. We chat about the many, many resources, many that they have that are absolutely fundamental to our community because unfortunately sexual assault is prevalent here and everywhere in the world. So it may seem like a heavy conversation but I really hope you listen because there's a lot of crucial information on there that's yeah uh, really good to to know. So without further ado our very special guest on the local lounge today uh, thank you so much Sam Mara you're uh, yeah you're phenomenal thank you so much for for coming on today. The Pulse Local Lounge. Good afternoon, Sam. It's Laura. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, great, great. Happy Tuesday. It's a little rainy out there, eh? <laughs> oh, it's definitely rainy out there. I know. I feel like it went from summer to 
to fall right away. I know, I know. Let's not talk about the weather this weekend then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't even want to know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, cabin weather, which is great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. That suits me. (laughs) Yeah, but are, are you in Spring Creek today? Is that where I've reached you? Yeah, you. I am. Awesome. I was. I should have actually. I uh, was in function this morning, and walked to the Spring Creek bu- uh, bus stop just to you know stretch my legs in between the bus times, and should uh, have should have swung by. But I don't know what your COVID protocol is for those kind of house visits at the minute. Anyway. <laughs> oh no! Absolutely, we would have loved to have had you and shown you around the center and shown you yeah what what we have to offer here. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's start off because for people listening, they're going to be like, wait a minute, where is Sam in Spring Creek? So, first of all. Well, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? You're the homeless prevention and specialised resource worker at House Sound Women's Centre, but here in Whistler. So give us an intro. Yeah, so I'm actually, I work throughout the Cedar Sky. Um, so I work really from Whistler through to Pemberton. I have had clients in Squamish and also even north of Pemberton there. But So I offer a homeless prevention program, which is a subsidy to help women and children leaving violence. Mm. And I also, by the specialist resource worker, we have a program called Traverse, and it's a sexual assault response program that we've just launched. So I'll be, yeah, talking a little bit more about that soon. Fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to hearing all about that because a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that House Sound Women's Centre actually has an office in Spring Creek. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most people identify with us being down in Squamish, which we are. Our main office is down in Squamish. But, yeah, we do have a little office up here. It's a nice little cosy drop-in office where we welcome anyone to drop in, have a cup of tea, have a look through our donations that we have up here that are that are free to anybody in need. So. Mm. And that's, you have an absolute plethora of resources for people. I mentioned uh, earlier today that you do library drop-ins too. So, I mean, tell us, I mean, it's, it's so, there's so much to cover, but yeah, yeah, tell us, I mean, where to start? Because you have so many resources for women, families, children in Whistler, where to start? Yeah, so we are starting our drop-in at the li- at Whistler Library on Mondays from 1 to 4, and there's just always going to be a drop-in outreach worker that's there to help people navigate some, navigate through the resources, maybe just um, have a chat and see what our resources are. We can resource out to um, different legal avenues, different housing options, a whole bunch of different things that might be popping up in people's lives, counselling. We um, resource out to Stopping the Violence Counsellor, who's fantastic. Mm. And we run a whole bunch of our own programs as well. So we have um, the Homeless Prevention Program, which I stated on just a little while ago. We also have our Peace Counselling Program, so that's to help children and parents navigate um, some high-conflict divorce and separation there, so mm. that's really beneficial. We have just outreach workers that are just there to um, listen to things that might be going on and help you just confidentiality us with, and it's completely confidential with anybody that um, comes in and sees us and speaks to us. Mm. We have our SARP, our Sexual Assault and Response um, Prevention Program, so it will... You might see us out in the community a little bit, doing a little bit of 
meetings and things, just talking around our new um, program, the Traverse program that we have going. Mm. And the Traverse program is the 24-hour sexual assault response. The phone number for that is actually 604-389-9168. And you can get hold of a specialized resource worker 24-7 with that number. You may text as well, and, and somebody will respond to that. And we're just here to give you emotional support or the survivor emotional support as they work through the process of what it looks like after um, a sexual assault may have occurred. We're there to help with getting you to places that you need to be, getting you navigating the system of medical system, court system. We offer, I offer third-party reporting Mm. in um, Whistler. And that is if somebody wants to um, report a sexual assault that has happened to them, they can get hold of me and come in and report to me. And then I report to the police. So I act as a liaison between the client, between the survivor and and the police. They can stay. It gives the um, survivor anonymity. Oh, that was a tough time. Mm-hmm. And just allows them to stay anonymous throughout the throughout the process. But what can't happen with the third party report is the police actually can't press charges. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just allows a paper trail to be there. And there's no statute of limitations on um, coming forward with a sexual assault. So if you already have made a third-party report, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier that you've already reported, you've already put your all the events down on paper. So if you come forward in a couple of years, then it's, they've kind of got a fresh account there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be helpful. And it's also helpful for the RCMP if something's happening in a certain area. Um, to see that pattern emerge there, and then they can um, kind of start investigating that. Because, mm-hmm. so. because, oh gosh, it's such a a huge issue within our communities: sexual assault. Oh. You know, what with even uh, you know date raping drugs being used, or like it's there's such a huge scale that you're aware of, of course, on on consent and and how often it happens within our communities. I'm a can't I can't even begin to imagine just how how many people you help and support, you know, it's a crucial service. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that isn't talked about. I mean, we see, you know, such as like fighting being talked about in the village. If a fight breaks out after the club, it's it's very, it's happening happening publicly and we've Mm. seen it and then it's getting reported on. Whereas sexual assaults are very much something that happens behind behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And there's usually um, some guilt and shame attached to them, whether somebody might have been out drinking or, or you know, under the influence of something, and and then they um, are scared to come forward and and you know, kind of talk about it. But it is happening in our community, and I feel that it's something that the more we talk about it, the the less shame and guilt can be surrounding it. And I think that that's really important as well. And Absolutely. Kind of knowing that these resources are out there. I feel like mm. we have a young workforce in Whistler, mm. a very transient workforce, and these things make you vulnerable to, to um, outside influences. So, yeah, I think it's an important topic to, to talk about. And, yeah, Absolutely. thank you for 
chatting with me today about no, it. No, thank you for <laughs> the amazing work you do because because I wanted to bring back to what you said about third-party reporting as well mm. because a few people are very reluctant to come forward, you know, like you yeah. said, very reluctant to come, be it shame at their flight or fight response or or all those, uh, you know, all the topics that, uh, that come, come around it. But yeah. in BC, the legislation, as I understand it, is that once you report a crime, it, it's not necessarily on the victim, the survivor, I should say, who who cho- chooses to press charges. Once they've come forward with information with their name, the it's considered a crime and that can go ahead. So with that third party uh, anonymous reporting, it allows, like you said, a paper trail to happen, but it, yeah. it stops that person from, from worrying about whether they're going to have to be a, a witness or, or be on trial with a conviction they might not necessarily be ready for. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and a lot of um, people will start off with a third-party report, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's just that's just the first step to kind of feeling. I guess um, I don't want to use the word comfortable because I don't think it's ever comfortable no. to have to come forward with these things. But it's their first step in their journey, and I do see it happening where somebody will come forward, they'll do a third-party report and then sit with that for a wee while and then we'll go to the RCMP and make a full report. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is those options there and it just gives – and some people decide never to report to the RCMP and that's fine as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's still – it's. I feel like a lot of survivors want to feel like, you know, they've – like what, just maybe even want to get something off their chest or, yeah. you know, a lot of them feel like they don't want this to happen to anybody else. So totally. This is a little bit of their way of, you know, trying to, um, trying to navigate that system a little bit because, yeah, it can be a long and tiring system for survivors and, and my hat goes off to them for all the resiliency that they show and, and pushing forward with things. So, mm, Absolutely, Sam. Oh, man, you do such wonderful work. And to have this Traverse program be available to people 24-7, I mean, that's phenomenal that you are you and your team are doing that at the Women's Centre to provide that resource because it's crucial like to be able to do that 24-7, right? So, yeah. Absolutely, and as I said, it's just a new program that we've launched. So they did have a program um, similar to this. It wasn't 24-7, but um, it was down in Squamish, and it was mainly focused on Squamish. And, yeah, we really, as an organisation, we really wanted to offer that throughout the Cedar Sky and, mm. and really kind of tap into the vulnerable communities that we have through here. So, yeah, yeah offering that is huge step forward in our organization and we're really I'm happy to be able to, you know, jump on board and, and offer this to to product offer this program out there to people. And we've had a really good response from the community. We've had a really good response from the hospitality industry in Whistler mm. um, around this programming. So yeah, we're very lucky that people in the community really want to jump on board with this. So oh, brilliant. I mean, let's because we'll re- reiterate the number that you said earlier. We'll definitely repeat that. But what would you say are the best ways to reach out? Because you do have a crisis line, you have your drop-ins and your hours, but tell us what what you would advocate as the best ways for people to reach you. Yeah, so if people are looking for 24-hour crisis support, the best way to reach us would be on our crisis phone number, which is one eight seven seven eight nine zero five seven one one. 
If somebody is wanting to reach out for sexual assault response and prevention, the best number to reach us on is 604-389-9168. Now, you can either call or text that number. And as I said, both of those numbers are 24 hours, seven days a week. We also have our drop-in numbers. Um, So in Squamish, our drop-in centre is open 10 till 4, Monday through to Thursday. And Mm -hmm. our phone number down there is 604-892-5748. And in Whistler, our drop-in is open 10 till 4, Tuesday through to Thursday. And our drop-in number is 604 9628711 Brilliant Sam gosh um thank you for that but there's there's more to your story too at How Sound Women's Center like I know that you're currently recruiting I mean you do have to do so much fundraising as well you have some huge supporters that that really help with your programs and your services but what what other ways can people help and get involved what what can you tell us there Definitely shopping at Pearl's Value Village down in Squamish. Mm. Um, a lot of our funds come from, from directly from there. We actually own that store, and it's uh, run by volunteers and some pretty great full-time staff down there. Mm-hmm. So donating items to Pearl's Value Village, um, buying items from Pearl's Value Village, um, attending any of our fundraisers that we do, we're mm. very grateful for that. And donations, just dropping off donations to us that we can get out into the community and people in need is is really important as well. And we do have a link on our Women's Centre page. If you just Google the Health Town Women's Centre, there's a link there to donate if anybody would like to make cash donations as well. And we always just, we're always open to volunteers. We have, we run a yoga program that's hopefully going to be starting back up pretty shortly. Some of our programming got a put, put on a little bit of a pause there with COVID. So we accept yoga teacher volunteers oh, and, great. and everything as well. So, mm. yeah, and yeah. we're just, yeah, interested in, in working. If people have some great ideas for us, then, yeah, we're interested in, in working together and, and seeing if they'll work. Amazing, Sam. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining us and, and for putting together these programs, for advocating for these resources like that are crucial, like not just here, but across the world. So is there anything else you'd like to say like before before we part ways? Because yeah. you've filled in on so much. <laughs> no, not at all. I hope everybody could understand my accent, especially with those phone numbers. But... <laughs> I really loved hearing the seven, the seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also, just, yeah, thank you so much for um, inviting me on and, yeah, helping me get the word out. And I do think that this is really important to have out in our communities and really thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. So, yeah, thank you for allowing me your space. No, thank you for everything you do, the amazing work you do at House Sound Women's Centre and for everything they do today. Thanks so much yeah. for your time. Mm. Okay, thank you so much, Laura, and I hope you enjoyed the day. And, yeah, try not to get too soggy out there. You too, right <laughs> back at you, girl. Hope to see okay. you soon. <laughs> the Whistle Pulse podcast is here for you every Tuesday and Friday morning in the summer at around 8.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Strolling down for all your hunger, thirst, sport, and app prey needs.